welcome to the Adventures in Storytelling podcast. And it's me, as always, Matt Hampton. So I want to do this a little differently this time. I want to tell you all a story. Um, And it's not a story I love. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It's a story that fills me with a lot of anger at, at myself, a little bit of regret. But I think we're talking a lot about authenticity and about your authentic voice. And how can I tell you to be authentic if I won't be? So today we're going to talk a little bit about that. And and I want you to just bear with me. There's a moral at the end of this story, much like Aesop's fables, a He-Man, or a G.I. Joe cartoon. We're (laughs) going someplace, but it's going to take a minute. So when I got out of the military, I ended up in a divorce situation and I didn't want to work in the defense industry and I kind of sought an education to build myself away from something. Education was super important to me. And look, if you're someone that, well, your degree is overrated, not what we're talking about today. Just suffice it to say, I put in a lot of time to go somewhere. And then the divorce happened and I didn't really know where the hell that was. And then walls kept rising up in front of me. I mean, time and time and time again, walls kept slamming their way in front of me. I was overqualified. I was underqualified. I was too old. I wasn't old enough. It got scary. Um, Really scary. I started going to networking events to meet people to help me get a job. And I was here at like 36 years old and 13 years in the military and, and, and coming from a place where I was very competent, now begging people for work. And it sucked. Um, it wasn't all bad. I mean, you know, I, I found that I loved driving Uber. <laughs> I drove an Uber for a little while and I, I enjoyed it because it was a great time to collect stories. Um, but I still wasn't in that place where storytelling was my life, my livelihood. So I went through tech for a little while and I worked there and then I got my opportunity. Uh, I went to financial services and I'm just going to be real honest with you. I don't know that I was ever super excited about financial services. I, I know that it presented me an option. It gave me an opportunity to build something for myself and that I was very excited for. Um, partially because I thought that was the only way I was going to have a life. That was it. There was no other life coming through there. Like, if I wanted a life, I was going to have to build something on my own because no one was employing me unless they were in aviation or a defense contractor. And I could see over the fence and decide that those options would make my quality of life, for me, personally, suck. So I became... uh, uh, financial rep, financial advisor, put whatever spin on it you want. I became a life insurance agent. <laughs> I mean, you know. And that's to the point right there. I went into this area of business and this concept of personal brand and how I distinguish from all the other life insurance agents and all this, all this utter bullshit. I dug deep on this idea, and so I found I had a really witty little 30-second elevator pitch that was designed to get people to engage so that we could have a psychological conversation, right? I had my job title. I knew what I did. I was positioned in the community. I did all this stuff, right? 
and I adjusted. And here we go. We're going to start getting down to the meat of this message. I adjusted my language. I wasn't a life insurance agent. I was a financial advisor, financial rep. I didn't work for a large financial services company. I was starting a boutique financial services practice in Charleston. It wasn't networking. It was connecting. I didn't want to talk about your finances. I wanted to learn about you and see what I could do for you. That wasn't prospecting. I was meeting people. It wasn't, uh, <laughs> it wasn't networking groups. They were communities. And I led with, what can I do for you? Which inevitably was connected to, what the fuck can you do for me? Can you hear that little bit of bitterness in my throat? Now, now let me be real clear. That wasn't the financial services company or, or trainers or anybody else. I mean, I might have gotten some of this advice from some of those people, but that's not what did it. And it wasn't following the example of other people out there networking or growing their businesses either. I took a thing I dearly loved. Language. And I obfuscated it. If you don't know what that word means, get a fucking look. <laughs> it means to obscure. I obfuscated my... Uh, sorry, that was a little inside joke between me and a couple of listeners, but... I, uh, I obfuscated language. I didn't lie. There was truth to everything I said. I just closed the curtain to make sure that it was like, it's a street in London, not the stage. I built my proscenium to very specific dimensions. I set everything up so that it was there. And I was absolutely damn miserable. And some of you, I, this might not ring as, as true with the artist, but some of you business owners are probably going, shit, I feel the same way. And that doesn't mean quit your business. For me, it meant quit that job and go do what you want to do. Because I was, I was lying about a bunch of shit, most specifically to myself. But to you business owners, maybe you're sitting there going, damn it, I, I, I kind of feel a little slimy. Well, then stop obfuscating your damn language and just be you. I mean, I get it, right? We, we have, we're personal brands. Everybody is a personal brand now. I'm like Coca-Cola. I'm like Pepsi. There's a brand. You know the funny part? All the shit that has to do with my brand is stuff I do anywhere. Like, oh man, you know, brand like a pirate. Right. I, I said it in a conversation in a coffee shop. And I just latched onto the phrase because it definitely describes me. No, oh, wearing Skeletor shirts. I did it before. I, I have a, a closet. I will bring the... I keep telling you I'm going to bring the girlfriend on the show. One day I am. I will bring the girlfriend on the show and she can tell you about the Marvel Comics Star Wars Skeletor shirt piles in my closet. They're there. Oh, the KC hat. It's mine. Oh, the, the prayer beads. Also mine. Nothing I do in my personal brand was crafted other than anything beyond, oh, I woke up in the morning and put this shit on. Yeah, I got a headshot. That's about as much as I have for personal brand. Maybe we should just be ourselves. You know, I spend a lot of time reading, and, and I've read a lot of holy books. And, you know, in the Bible, it's, it's let your yes be your yes and your no be your no. In, in Buddhism, we start talking about this with the Eightfold Noble Path, right? Right thought, right action. 
this echoes in every major religion in the world, this whole idea of, of authentic words. I'm just saying, if, if that's not the universe trying to shout something at you, I don't know what is. So, yeah, I mean, I obfuscated my words. No bullshit. I, I'm going to be dead serious about it. I'm sure someone's listening to this right now going, how dare you, Matt? And you know what? How dare I? Good point. Uh, let's go take a look at you in a networking room. I'm sorry, a connecting room. Um, you know, it's just, guys, just be yourselves. Just use your own damn language. Is there anything wrong with networking? Was there anything wrong with selling something? Is there anything wrong with being just a really good insurance agent? You're not the government that made me have to buy the shit. <laughs> You're just trying to offer it to me at a price. It's weird. Now, here in the United States, we are getting ready to celebrate the 4th of July, a, a holiday all about freedom and rebellion and everything else in the United States that we love. And here's the bitch of it. We entrap ourselves in our own language. We're prisoners of it. So think about the words you use. Don't let yourself get caught up in that garbage, in that obfuscation. If I really had to say something, I guess that's it. The moral of the story is that on some level, we're all kind of picking and choosing words, right? And on some level, we go home. And look, I'm still dealing with the fallout of that anger now. But, I mean, it just is now. It's too late. All I can do now is, is live authentically from the moment I left that onward. And I won't pretend it's easy. It's cost me some stuff, too. But, God, I'm a lot happier. So, think about the words you use. How clear are they? How authentic are they? How much do you believe them? Or are you changing them because you're worried about how pleasing they are to somebody else? And sure, there's an artistic point for that, but for the most part, if, if you're in sales or you're running a business and you go, well, I like this word, I like connecting better than networking, you're just bullshitting. Personal opinion, write in, go take me to task on it. But I'm telling you, when I did it, that's what I was doing. Real talk. Let's get some... Brutal honesty moments here on Adventures in Storytelling. So take a minute over these next couple days and think about the words you use, what you're saying and why you're saying it. Get really authentic. Like this right here, really authentic. Nobody who was going to lie to you would admit I was an asshole. All right, everybody. Well, that's it for today. Uh, take some time. Those of you getting ready to celebrate the holiday here in the States and all, you, uh, you enjoy it. To my friends overseas, if you celebrate the holiday, enjoy it. If you don't, just have a good week. Have a good weekend. Be authentic. Say something that scares you. Just once. Try it. Try on the freedom. You'll like it. Till next time, this is Adventures in Storytelling, and I'm Matt Hampton. Catch you later.